Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. I'm here with Brian and Lindsay. We've lost Tess this week. Last week, I wasn't here. Seems like summer is getting the better of us, meaning that we're probably out and play while the other three are here recording. And today it's us. And I'm excited that we're here because we're going to chat about something really fun. Biggest lessons learned from entrepreneurship. I love this topic. Lindsay, Brian, any initial thoughts? Anything that's like jumping out at you? I want to know. Tell me. Tell me. I think mental toughness is mine. Mm. I actually posted something on my Instagram yesterday that was like, falls down, gets back up. And it's like, you have to be ready to fail so many times, right? Like that's, that's what it is. And it's the perseverance to be able to get back up. I had a um, girl who I used to work with, who's a designer. She's an incredibly talented designer. Um, but she's considering going out on her own. And she's like, what advice do you have for me? And I said, it's feast or famine. And you have to be ready to be rejected a million times. You can't forget about business development and you have to pick yourself back up every single time. I think that's, that's mine, or that's my like biggest kind of light bulb moment that, I think people don't think about before they go out on their own. Yeah. I, I think I would add, you know, being flexible and open to things you might have never considered before. I know I've found myself involved in things that I just never dreamed or imagined I would be involved in. And some of the ones that I, at the, you know, the earliest stage thought, oh, I don't know if I should really want to do that have turned out to be the best. And some of the ones that I thought, oh, this is going to be fantastic have actually turned out to be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I had this dream at the beginning of like, I'm only going to work with nice people. I think we did, we did a whole episode early days about this, right? Like, do you take contracts that aren't necessarily in your focus niche wheelhouse? Um, And my whole, I'm only going to work with nice people. Like if I'm going to work for myself, I'm only going to work with people I really, really enjoy. I took a bit of a backseat in the early days. I'm not going to lie. Um, the people I don't enjoy can remain nameless, but it's not you, Brian. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's I not mean, right I, now anyways. No, no, no. Today. You always my favorite. Brian, not today. So Brian and I met because Brian was actually a client of mine in the past. So anyway, that's something that listeners don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you do what you have to do at the beginning to just get yourself there. And that's always been my take. It's certainly not the dream. The dream is you only work with nice people. And I'm fortunate at this point to be able to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, you do what you need to do. You just have to pay the bills. If you've got a mortgage or you've got rent, you pay the bills. And that sometimes involves doing things that are outside like you, Teresa, right? Like you did, you moved into coaching, but there's still some hotel operation stuff that you were consulting on and doing little projects here and there. So I think that's very normal. Yeah. I also think, and I, that's something that recently has really like sunk in for me. And I think that's a lesson learned, but I also think that's a lesson that's continued to be present in my life of entrepreneurship is that at any given time you know we can fail like at any given time like failure bankruptcy like you know whatever there is on the other side is a complete like potential as much as success and actually building a thriving business right like there is no such thing as 
certainty. And so embracing that unknown that you don't actually know because you can't predict the future and choosing, and that's the lesson, choosing to move towards the success, choosing to make the decisions that get you to where you want to be, even when you can see the bills creeping up, even when you can see, you know, you're like, you know, debt creeping up and here comes a call. I'm trying to decline. Everything like goes off. I'm like, no. Um, but, you know, I think that's a big one, right? Like to know that there's always more than one possibility for it, but you've yeah. got to keep choosing the, the path that you believe moves you towards actually creating the business that you want, right? And part of that is also learning what a bad client is, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, because we oh, will yeah. say yes to people and then we realize we should have asked four more questions or yeah. we should have been clearer, or, you know, and then we manage yeah. that. And so I think that, that even with that, right, there's always two ways you can feel like, oh, this is going to be a dream client. And then you start working with them and you're like, oh, my Lord, get me the hell out of there. And sometimes that means firing clients, which we spoke about. Yeah. Um, and when we spoke about that, I had not done that in my business. But then a few months ago, I did. So, oops, like I'm, I was like, <laughs> glad we talked about it. But right, like this, this but whole thing that there's two. You. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But there's always just I think that was a lesson for me. You know, we can be. I mean, there's a thing that people say that entrepreneurs are often like, you know, too optimistic and too like positive. But I think that it's you really about, be. yeah, you have to be. I think you have yeah. to choose the fact that you're going to make it happen no matter what. And yeah. at the same time, you're also going to be living in the reality that sometimes it feels like it ain't going to happen. Totally. But then, you know, you can choose to stop. And I think that's where that grit comes in. And you said that at the beginning, right? Like, well, you have to develop that mental toughness to be like, okay, I can see that's a possibility, but I'm going to just keep moving forward, even though I know that's a possibility. And I think that's what a lot of people get stuck. So anyways, yeah, I feel like that's a huge lesson, huge Entrepreneurship lesson. will try really hard to squash the optimism out of you. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to be an eternal optimist to be an entrepreneur. And I think, I think it's different for different people. Like we've also had this conversation about goal setting, right. And like, I'm not really a huge goal setter. Like I need to get to here. I'm more of a bury my head in the sand because if I had to consider all of the risks and ramifications and possibilities of failure, I would never have gone out on my own. So for me, it's more of like a day-to-day, -day, like I'm going to focus on the present, what I'm doing today. And that's how I get through it. That's It's different to some people. Some people can set a goal and then they're just after it and they get set back. It doesn't matter. They're still after that goal. I think that does make it easier when you go through hard times. I mean, there have been hard times where I am for sure looking for jobs um, when things dry up, but you know, fortunately, once you get going and you've been going for a while, that stops. But um, yeah, I think it's hard. It's hard. Like, let's not pretend that it's not. And let's not have anybody, you know, under any illusion that, you know, very, very few, very lucky people just start something and it takes off. And it takes time, right? Like, I think that's the other thing, too. We're so unpatient. And like, I mean, even I get like that, where I'm like, 
like I've developed a lot of patience over the years, but when it comes to myself and my own business, I'm like, why isn't it going faster? Why isn't it going faster? And I'm like, okay, back to like that patience piece, right? And my business has grown so much this year. It's incredible. And still I have days where I'm like, I got to get a job. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, I got to get a job. And like, I look yeah. for jobs and then I'm like, I don't want to do this job. Like, <laughs> I don't want a job. What are you getting? I was like, I, think, I yeah, I exactly. think that's so normal. <laughs> I think it's so normal when you're insecure or there's any hesitancy in any part of life. Um, you tend to like, oh God, maybe I just need this safety net over here. So yeah, I mean, it's that said, I was, when I was talking to Sydney, this girl who I used to work with, um, she was like, I, I don't know one single person who has gone out on their own who would go back despite all of the ups and downs and challenges and feasts and famine and can I pay my mortgage? There's not a single person who would consider going back to a full-time job in an office if those even exist anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't see myself ever. Like I would take, would I take a part-time contract with somebody for a short time? Yes. But that's essentially just consulting and what I do. It's not, um, yeah, I couldn't, I don't think I could do a job again. That's a lesson learned too, you know, that's a lesson learned too, because it's really like, and what do they say? Once you're like, you should never go back. Yeah. not to your job that you had exactly but yeah I mean it's funny you know but I, I think that there's such an upside to entrepreneurship right but these lessons learned and you also I find the longer you're in it the more you can also laugh about yourself when you have those moments like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like am I really gonna apply for this job and then I laugh <laughs> I'm like no well I, I mean I know. did go back right So I went out on my own, I don't know, nine years ago for a year, right after you and I stopped working together, Teresa, I went out on my own for a year. All my clients were out of town. So I never saw anybody, which now seems totally normal, but there was no COVID back then. Um, And I sat in my one bedroom apartment all day. And then I sat there at night and it was just like, I could, I was, these four walls were closing in on me and I was so miserable. And so I took a job, which I will forever say that my role at Earl's was the best job, best suited job for me ever. It was a little junior and I didn't stay long. Um, But that job was intended to help me figure out, did I want to go the consulting route? Because at that point I hated it. I hated it, but it was that slog and it was hard and it was you know, lonely. Um, and so, yeah, I went back and while I loved that job, I then moved on to another job, which I hated and I wasn't good in because I had been out on my own and I was used to doing my own thing. And then the job at Earl's, I was also very much doing my own thing and they let me just take and run. Um, and then this other job. So by the time I got to the second one, I was like, Oh, I hate being managed. I hate being, you know, told how to do things, especially at the level that I was at. And so, yeah, I think it, your, your brain shifts and it becomes difficult to work for someone else. You talked about being lonely in it early on though. That's one of the interesting things that, you know, I I think is finding, finding a way to have a network and to still have people to talk to and engage with and learn from and, and, you know, all of that, stuff that comes naturally with a, you know, regular office job, 
uh, and doesn't come naturally in consulting, I think it's important to find for yourself. Um, you know, obviously not everybody, some people just want to be all by themselves, but for most people, human interaction, you know, matters. <laughs> and uh, it's important to develop that for yourself, even if it's not a formal part of your business. Well, I think it's interesting because COVID has changed so much of that too, right? In that even a conventional quote unquote job, you're not necessarily gathering around the water cooler and having the chats like you used to. So I think it'll be really interesting as we all go back to quote unquote normal life, um, just to see how that flushes out. I've seen more people this year with updates on their LinkedIn pages for, you know, they've now the founder at whatever company they've started consulting. So I think it's interesting. And I think that whole, you know, shift to a gig economy is really taking place. I mean, I shifted my whole, the premise of the whole of Bold Inc and a marketing agency and it being a collective of independent freelancers for exactly that reason, because that's, that's what businesses need today. And so I think as, you know, that's maybe there, there's another lesson um, is that you have to be very willing to be agile and shift and, you know, be malleable to what the industry needs and what that looks like. And, you know, with all that said, I think too, that one thing to never forget as an entrepreneur is to like, really think about how do you want to have it like how do you want to run your business how do you want to feel in your business how flex how much flexibility do you want to have and really get clear on these things because it and we I feel like we have spoken about having fun in your business just a few weeks ago but um I, I think that we forget about that and then when those times get tough or when we see the things not going well it it's even bigger right when you really set yourself up to have fun and love what you do in your business then you adapt and change, you know, with where the market's at or even refine what you do. Like I've come full circle and now I'm focused on business coaching because I'm like, mm, actually, that's where my you know, passion is at, where I'm like, I actually prefer to help entrepreneurs navigate yeah. their business and really build it. Um, and, and that's sort of my zone of genius, but I've sort of, you know, took a while for me even to get there. I think I just needed a business break for you. <laughs> Well, which is fair, right? But yeah. something you said before we started recording was that, you know, the most important thing for entrepreneurs is to know your why and your what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so for me, I too, like Bold Inc. has shifted from a, we're a marketing agency to we're just a me consulting to now we're very authentically what we are, which is a collective of freelancers. Um, but always with the same view of breathing life into purposeful brands and, you know, finding clients to work with who do something for the world. So I think, um, yeah, that's, if you can always come back to your, why you're doing what you're doing, then yeah, your business can shift and change and flow a little bit. And it's okay for that purpose to change over time too. Yeah. Yeah, as your as you your business matures, it, I think it does, right? You've got to check in on it and make sure it's not, you know, it's not changing on its own. It, you know, it's changing with your direction and guidance. Purposefully, yeah, and certainly if you are not working on your own, that you have people with you who are bought into that. That's yep. 
the most important piece, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a good little chat, guys. Love it. It is uh, the end of July, although by the time everyone hears this, it'll probably be August and it's summer. So who knows who will or won't be here next week, but make sure you click the subscribe button and someone will be here to chat with you next week. Have a great week. <laughs>